Blah, 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 blah. Can you hear me all right? Am I doing all right? Am I in here? Are you in my ear holes? Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes. Are you feeling yep. it? I'm feeling good. Are you feeling it now, Mr. Krabs? I'm feeling all sorts of things. Seconds. You know why? Because it's our birthday and you got me ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> I got I got it for you. That's creepy as shit. <laughs> that works out pretty good for yeah, this, right? Yeah, no. It, it, yep. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know what it was going to sound like before I turned it on. I hate it. Will you please stop that so <laughs> yeah. we can start? Uh, I guess ice cream and you've scrum, so let's eat some ice cream. Yeah, fuck you too. And we're back, and Snoop told me to come up with a joke before I came back, and I did that. What's the joke? Uh, what do you and the drink we're drinking today have in common? I don't know. What? You were white, you're ru- you were rushing me to make you a new drink, and you're full of cream. Oh, that's good. But what's the joke? That's, that was, it was just one of those comparison, comparison jokes. Oh, I'll think about it. That sounds complex. You're white, you're Russian, and you're full of cream. That sounds like the quality content that people need for this show which is the comicsology club they'll enjoy it more when they find out what our drink is yeah yeah we'll get to that in due time i'm sure they're smart enough to figure it out anyways but Uh, more than likely i mean they are our listeners aren't they higgins the smartest people we know who sometimes email us your friend zachary specifically smarter than us i need to check make sure he hasn't emailed us again i will if not shout out anyway uh higgins now as i said this is the comicsology club it's a show where i snoop lynching you higgins stern hey that's me yep Good, we fit that in there still. That's good. Uh, well, together, you and I, we're going to talk about a book we read, how we felt, how we didn't feel, but also we're going to talk about a drink that I'm drinking, and it's getting me pretty good already, if I'm honest. Yeah, and then we're also going to be friends. Yeah, yeah, that's good. And Higgins, we've been friends for at least 50 episodes of this, actually. Yeah, more, probably more, but like at least 50 episodes. I mean, at least 50 weeks. This is our birthday. Can you put like some of those uh, like birthday... Uh, like things. streamers or sounds well, like, or something? Yeah, you know, like the little things that shoot out like a lizard tongue? Oh, when you, you blow into them. And it goes like... <laughs> can you, like, instead of me doing... <laughs> can you put in a... <laughs> noise? Things I can do you want better. I can underlay that sound that you just did under the uh, the sound of that thing that you want. So okay. You can get the best of both worlds. Okay. Your regular Hannah Montana over here. Yeah. That's a reference the, that some people might get. Yeah. Anyway, um, so we're going to do all those things. Uh, now, before we do, Higgins, before I forget, because again, I'm feeling pretty good already, uh, let's talk about who sponsors this podcast and also some things that we need to talk about <laughs> with yeah. with the people who sponsor the podcast. Yeah, we're sponsored by 0-0-8studios.com and those dashes are the important part. Yes, we need because, to make a... Uh, we made some jokes about it being connected to James Bond. It's not. Get it out of your head. We don't like it. We don't want to hear you talking about it. Yeah, And, what Higgins and means, we will never talk about it again. No, well, yeah, not past this point. But what Higgins means is the, the numbers themselves are not associated with the James Bond franchise. He wasn't talking about the joke that we did earlier. That definitely happened, and it was really funny, and we all laughed about it for a second. But getting serious now, uh, yes, Michael sent us some talking points, and he doesn't really care, but... Other people might care, so we're just going to make this quick little distinction and move on with our lives. Higgins, what were some of the uh, the talking points? Did we cover most of it or all of it? I think we did all of them. Uh, his the the name is just a reference to a navy <laughs> that was used back when his military days, which we kind of mentioned in the last episode. Yeah, but navy days, yeah. yeah. Navy I don't know. Days. I don't even know if we can mention that that <laughs> thing. I'm going to bleep both times we say. Third time. Well, it was, uh, in, it was in his. It was in his message. So I'm just. I'm very nervous now, Higgins. After the yeah. James Bond thing, I don't want Daniel Craig or whoever the new one is coming to my house and beating me up. It's the people that put the the truckload of money in his a uh, yard that I think we have to worry about. <laughs> if they can put a truckload of money in Daniel Craig's front lawn, then they can definitely get to us. Oh, and I would hate that to have money dropped off at my. Well, front I don't lawn. think they would drop money off at ours. They'd probably drop off like. A big old truck full of like raging armadillos or something like that. And just can you imagine the holes? <laughs> the property damage alone that you'd have to pay to fix. It Mike, would be. Michael Michael helps us out, but he can't 
You can't do anything about that. It yeah. would be opposite the amount of money that Daniel Craig had put in his lawn. I hope we did it right. Oh, like an arm. We'd have an armadillo per dollar th- of uh, the money that they dumped on Daniel Craig's lawn. An armadollar. <laughs> I think we've. We, I we think took, we've gone I, off the ramp a little bit, but it's fine. I think we talked about what Michael wanted us to talk yeah. about, and we both took a, a second to appreciate that weird joke that you tried to make. The armadollar ratio. I, I liked it. I liked it. But moving on. Yeah, so we talked about that. Uh, now, that's not the only thing to do with Michael's business and the name and the so forth. What else do they do, Higgins? Oh, yeah. They uh, they help people make things. And uh, those things could be anywhere from books to video games to art. And then uh, he's got a couple of shirts and pins and buttons and that sort of stuff. But he doesn't make music. Get out of here. Unless it's in your... Other video things. game or your other thing, yeah, that he's yeah. helping you make, yeah. Um, yes, he does. He helps all those you things. publish stuff, and he publishes stuff that he makes. So, yeah, he's making his own stuff. He's made one thing we've talked about. We never stop talking about it. Yeah, Eternal Dawn, Rising of the Red Crown. Higgins, you know it's the Eternal Crown, <laughs> Dawning of the Red Sun. And one of these days, you're gonna make me forget it, and I'm not gonna be happy about that. But yes, it is that book, and he's working on the sequel, uh, the Eternal Crown. Trials of the Clergy. That's the one that you actually know, That's I the think. One I know, yeah, 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 cool. Uh, he's working on a sci-fi thing, uh, the Icarus Initiative. It's also going to maybe be a prequel game. Not maybe, it is going to be a prequel game called the Icarus Academy. I don't know if I've ever said that specifically, but that is the plan at a later a, date. I know it was a prequel game that's kind of like a, what are those called, a novel game thing? It's a transmedia project, I think. I don't know. Yeah. Um, point and is, I'm just excited about his Rhode Island book still. I think I remember you telling me about that once. It's called Providence. It's not about Rhode Island. I just like making that joke every time it's come. It comes up. Oh, that's a good joke. Let's take a minute the... and appreciate that joke. Can you put like one of those like tingling? <laughs> Higgins, no, I can't. Noise in there. I, you already got your one request with oh, the birthday okay. thing. I can't do two. I'm sorry. I'm only one editor. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. So Michael makes all those things. He is making those things. We will of course update anyone who's interested uh, when they come out, but also. He'll help you make your own thing. He's the guy that you go to. It's like, how do I get money and help to make this thing that I care about? He's the guy you want to reach out to. I don't know the exact things, and I mentioned it before. I don't know exactly the you don't know anything. We get step of their like talking, but they had a meeting with uh, what I mentioned before. Bethany's friend wrote a book. I've read it or Beta read it, and Hmm. he's publishing it. And I think Michael is helping him with it. So we'll probably know more about that in a couple of future episodes. It's funny. You said that exact same thing the last time you brought this up. But <laughs> I actually, they actually did a, they actually did like a Zoom meeting this time. And I know that they met. Well, so. that's very official then. And yes. he has a book cover and I think he, he wanted to put it out in May, but you know, things get pushed back. No, so. have, it's part of the process. And yeah. Michael will help you understand any and all that. Now I'm going to leave a link in the description below. It might be in a hyperlink if you're listening. If you're one of those people that watches a YouTube video, we've got YouTube videos of this on there. But you click a different link. I don't really understand it. Uh, yeah, we talked about the YouTube thing a little bit. You can watch that on there. Some people like that. I don't know why. but There's a picture and you can hear our voice. We haven't got us on the camera yet. but And I never will. I'm always behind the camera and you know that. Yeah. Yep. All right. We talked about the business. That's great. I love that. We've we've clarified any issues that we might have caused with the Broccoli family who owns James Bond. That's also good. Um, they like their greens. They do love their greens. And I love them too. The, the greens, not them. Anyway, uh, let's talk about a book. Let's let's get back on track and talk about this book that we read that I picked. What did you pick for us? I picked this, this uh, month. This time that we're recording, yeah. Yes. Uh, I picked Ice Cream Man. Oh yeah. So I told you I'd read it before, and I had read the first two issues of the four issue book that we're reading this now. So mm, okay, halfway. So yeah, I made it halfway. I realized I made it halfway, and then I read the other two. Today. So you made it all the way. Yeah, today. Good. I made it all the way today. Hell yeah, love that. All right, cool. Uh, yes, it is only four issues. That's a bit of a short one, I think. But also, I think for this, good idea. Um. This well, so our Firefly book was four issues. We've had a few shorter ones here lately, so that's that's fine. It could be. Yeah, I guess that's true. Uh, well, this one also is not just like short in issues. It's also just like short in content. But I, yeah. I, again, I think for the format that this is going for, it makes sense and it, it works best. And that's kind of what I've done when I did my little research earlier. Uh, when you were reading, I was like, hey, how'd this book get made? What's it about? 
So this book is written by a guy named W. Maxwell Prince. Um, he hasn't done a lot. Uh, it seems like most of what he's done is through um, publishers IDW and then Image, which is what who publishes this one. He got through Image, and Image is honestly the third biggest comic maker today. So Yes, and as we always like praise them for, it's because... They're they the give, best. They're the best one. Well, they're the best deal for probably both the creator and and the uh, reader, right? I mean, like, we all love our, our Supermans and our Wonder Womans and 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 our Batmans. Well, of course we do. That's kind of what we got started when we read comics, or at least most of us. But with Image, you get that idea of like, okay, this is all creator owned and creator based and driven. So you make this, it's yours, and that's a very interesting because one, it's obviously like an incentive for good writers to kind of shoot for that. Uh, that platform, but also like they're going to come up with some really weird stuff that you wouldn't see in a DC or a Marvel comic. Yeah. 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 And that's exactly what this is weird. I'm this is mm, if I'd probably call it like twilight zone. If they made it like in the early 2020s, 2010s, I don't know when this came out. I guess I could tell you that if I had looked that up for a second and I will, I think it came out in 2018. Yeah, so that so that makes sense. It feels like Twilight Zone, basically, but like in a like in nowadays weird times where people got a little weirder than like the '60s did. January 2018 is when this book came out. Maybe like a creepy version of a Black Mirror. Yeah, I'm, focused around a ice cream man for whatever reason. He doesn't even really play that big of a role. I'm glad you said that because. I thought the exact same thing as I read it, and so I wanted to know what's the point, what's the approach, what are we going here for? Because I, I will say I didn't love this. I think it's interesting, and I see the potential in it. But one issue I did have was it's connected, but also not really. And so when I got into it, um, I found some interviews with Maxwell Prince, and it's it's you know his his idea uh, was it Mar- Martin Marazzo? Is that how you say it? Marazzo. Marazzo. Um, on art, and then Chris O'Halloran on colors, and then some random, like... Good old neon. Is that... Yeah, that's the letter. Good old neon. I don't know if that's a person or a, or a company. Maybe that's just his name. <laughs> I, I don't know. It might could be like a junkie XL or whatever. Just a weird, you know, alias. Anyway, uh, so they all worked on this, but Maxwell Prince is the one who came up with the idea. Before this, he had worked on something called One Week in the Library, and... I don't know anything about it except for he said basically each issue is like another day in the week of this story, but that's really the only connection. Yeah. And it also allowed him to do kind of this experimental writing, which we talked a lot about in our last episode with uh, Zoe Thurgood's book. Yeah. Um, what well, I love that it's book. It's Lonely at the Center of the Universe. Yes, exactly. So again, like just kind of playing with the format, what can I do? Like how weird can I get, essentially? And so he he discovered when writing that story that is his strength and also what he likes because he says he doesn't like kind of having to tell a story in four to five issues. He would rather just get the idea out at its kind of raw core in and out, you know, as quickly as possible. And so that works perfectly for an anthology format, which is what this book is. It's basically every story is about someone different, and the only thing connecting them is it's in the same neighborhood, and it's caused by the same weird demon of an ice cream man. Who's also a wolf, wolf werewolf? It's I not, don't know. Yeah, I think he's a werewolf or something. Something like that. I don't know. He, he's just a part. Basically, he's our... He's our... Our omniscient narrator almost he like kind of like just leads us through the story he drives he the talks plot, to, he basically. talks to yeah. us a lot and because that's what happens in comics if they put it in a square that means someone that someone's talking to us and not in the story they're saying hey you hey you l- l- the listen reader. here yeah yeah this isn't happening on the on the page it's happening in your mind and <laughs> you're whoa yeah and then he goes yeah i know yeah uh exactly and that is the only connection now I, he's really creepy. He, he has he's very disgusting creepy. teeth. I have some thoughts about him as a character and kind of where this might could go. What's crazy to me about this story, and again, just now knowing the initial kind of thought behind it, this has been going a really long time. It's still going as far That's as like I know. It's like 50 issues or something like that. And I just, I don't know. I liked every little story that was in this. I think it's you know pretty clever. You can learn some things and... While the message is pretty like straightforward and not really on the nose, but almost there, it's like, oh, the, he 
like this is fun. I, I'm enjoying this for what it is, and yeah. you know, I get it. But I just don't know if that could be sustainable for multiple issues of this. I think it's a lot like a lot of the um, 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 like horror audio fiction podcasts I listen to. Okay, where they start you off, and it's just like random story, random story, random story. And then after you hear like four to five to ten like solo stories, now you start seeing like things catch up to like the actual story, the overarching story. It's like a serial type thing, like you know, like your Law and Orders, your CSIs, your other random like serialized shows where you have a new thing that wraps up every issue, but at the end of it, you get like. A little bit one, more. One page worth of like, this is our a good overarching story point. And that the only reason I think that is because the ending of the last issue where we get like a scary dude in a black cowboy hat who's going to kill the ice cream man eventually. We can talk about the other stuff later, but we have to make them lit. We have to let them know that it's worth going with well also too you can con what is is nice about reading this if you're not a person like me who has to read everything because i think a good way to kind of experience this is charlie if you got something to say at least let me set up a microphone for it jeez there you go oh. oh just get that out okay you done nope and now we can knock all right, now we can do what we wanted to do, Charlie. Jeez, dog on the podcast. Hey, stop it. <laughs> I forgot where. <laughs> do we need to take a brother break? I guess so. You're worse than the new cat this time. How's that possible? She's got an itchy head. Jeez. All right. Uh. <laughs> Too much ice cream in me, Higgins. We'll get to that. <laughs> uh, I forgot what we were talking about. Hold on. We were talking about the overarching plot, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. The overarching plot is definitely there. The only thing that concerns me about that is after reading more and more interviews with um, Maxwell Prince, he's kind of the main person that talks about this book and how it came to be, it almost seems like he's throwing it in there just to have it there. And just then, to have it as a tie-in point. And not like, you know, like, oh, I'm going to trick people into keep reading this way. I don't think that's what he's doing. I just don't think that it's... It, the way he worded it, it's basically the least important part of the story to him. When he thinks of something, or if he's like, oh, it's been a minute, I need to throw in a little like more about this plot I already know, but I need to... People want to know more about. He does it. But I think his main goal is just to have fun with this this idea of like, Let's do a spooky story every week. And I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing either. I mean, it's not like he's the first person that did this. We have like, I mean, growing up, we had a, what is that that book series and television show? R.L. Stein's Goosebumps. It's the same thing. Um, and, and he is doing a good job at it. I just don't know, again, if it's enough for, for me to keep going. And that's what I think a lot of people could get out of something like this is if you're not a completionist and you just kind of want something enjoyable to kind of dip your toe into, I think it's good for something like that. Like, I, just pick one that looks like Black Mirror. Pick something that looks interesting and just watch it. And if you don't watch the rest of the show, it's fine. Yeah, I think, like, if we had picked this up when it started, then... It'd be a different experience. Yeah, because it would be like, oh, I read an issue. Done for the week. Took me five minutes to read. Then just did that every, like, every time it came out. It wouldn't be that bad. But I think looking at the 50 issue mark and you're like, man, my, that's a lot of stuff to read. And is it going to be worth it? It makes it harder for you. Exactly. Yeah. And that's how I felt about it too. When I was kind of going through issue three, I'm like, Oh, if this was like a monthly book, I would be pretty stoked. Like I'd look forward to it and I would never go back and read it all together. I would just remember the ones that I like. And I, I don't think this is a bad book by any means, but that is a criticism that I do have about it. And I, I think it's just cause it's kind of, the only criticism I have, I, I really enjoy the rest of what it's doing. I think it's a good attempt at this Twilight Zone-esque kind of idea, but a comic. Yeah, we get to learn about spiders. We get to learn about junkies. We get to learn about... People that were around during Elvis's time. Oh, yeah. Uh, One-Hit Wonders. Yeah. And uh, eulogies. 
Oh yeah, that one was and sad. And what hell looks like. That one was also oh yeah, that was that was weird, but also sad. Honestly, that one's probably my favorite. That's the weirdest one. It's the by, weirdest by one. and far that's the weirdest one that we that's in here. Yeah. The rest are just a little sad. But it's sad and a little bit of everything else. It's only happy when at the beginning when the people are getting their ice cream and then as soon as they get their ice cream, it's like shit hits the fan. Yeah, yeah. It's kinda like that. That genie in the bottle, it's like, be careful what you wish for kind of idea. Oh, Monkey's yeah. paw is, an, I think, another thing that's like that. Basically, yeah, yeah. you can get what you want, but also it might not go the way you think it's going to go. And why is he here? Um, and that's kind of the stuff that gets you go, oh, maybe I want to read more after this volume. But that's also the thing is like, yes, he's always there when the bad things happen, but he's never the one that starts any of the bad things. Like yeah. the first story, you got a kid spider that's the most venomous spider in the world. For whatever reason, the spider doesn't bite him, kills his parents or whatever. Second story is like it's about junkies and they did it all to themselves. Mm-hmm. Third story, one hit wonder, guy can't come up with another song. He's wasting all his money There's literally thinking not, about the old days, basically. Yeah. Nothing bad happens in that. He has a daydream after he eats after he eats half an ice cream cone. So yeah. that one's not even like that scary. That's the thing is like not all of these are scary. They're just kind of weird. That that's again, it's the question of like, well, what's his point? Why is he do why is the ice cream man doing this? I want to talk more about kind of the ice cream man concept, but just really interesting villain, I guess you'd say. But, I think you could almost call him um there was like a old horror thing where like like an old skeleton dude called the Crypt Keeper would like do like old like Tales from the Crypt? Yeah, Tales from the Crypt. Yeah. The Crypt Keeper. He's the Crypt Keeper, basically. So that's interesting because with the idea of the ice cream man, how Maxwell Prince came up with that is he was looking for that thing that ties in all these stories together. And he says at the time, at least, he was watching a show on HBO called uh, High Maintenance. I've never heard of it, but what it seems to be is each episode is a different story, but the only thing that connects them together is there's this weed dealer. Yeah, he's a traveling bike weed dealer. I watched the first like I watched the first couple episodes. Yeah, yeah. I I didn't stick with it because it wasn't funny or it just wasn't it just wasn't for me, basically. Yeah, yeah. Well, so with that idea of the weed dealer, see what happens in that show apparently is it kinda ends on a hopeful, happy note and it's all connected through the misadventures caused by this weed dealer coming into town. Well, so he wanted to do that same idea, but he obviously flipped it into more of a horror element. I honestly think a lot of um, the character of It, or Pennywise, it was kind of like, he's not trying to scare them, but it's almost like he feeds off the negativity of some of these like victims. Because you have, you know, you always look for that link with the stories like this as far as like, well, what do these stories have in common? I think all the people involved in them are troubled individuals. You know, you have the couple that you mentioned who were, they were junkies, and so they're always looking for their next hit, and then something horrible happens. And then you also have the kid who the spider killed his parents, and he's just yeah. living on his own for a few weeks, and he's like eating himself to death in ice cream, and his parents' corpses are rotting inside the house. Yeah. Like, and then the one hit wonder guy, and also even the, um, with, with, the story at the end. The eulogy, he's thinking about leaving his wife because he's scared about being a dad. And, and it's this whole thing. Again, it all comes back to these negative emotions, things either you want, things in, things you regret. It's almost like that's what he's looking for. And after reading kind of, not to spoil too much, but there's a character at the end, he's brought in to show that there's basically the opposite of that, where you have this being of like, pure evil who feeds off negativity to someone who's coming in who's like, oh, I'm actually on the other side of the coin. I represent hope in people and their positive side. Even the way they they draw those and color those characters, it's a a cool way to go about it, I guess. Yeah, and then they're almost like dressed in opposite clothing. Like the ice cream man's dressed in all white, but he's probably the bad guy in the guy in the black suit and black cowboy hat. He's the angel, basically. He's the opposite yeah. of he's the opposite of the ice cream man, I guess. Something to that effect. That, that's exactly what it is. And that's the kind of stuff that I'm like, oh, maybe this maybe this is worth, worth looking into. I don't know. I could just read it, you know, for fun. But I definitely agree with what you said. I think that if I get, if I somehow got caught up to it and then it got to a point where it was releasing like 
monthly yeah, well, or weekly. I just like popped in just to read one issue like once a month or once a couple weeks or something like that. I feel like I would look forward to it more than than how I experienced it with this volume format. I still think it's really good. I mean, you yeah. have this that ice cream man. You know, we haven't talked to the art yet, but. It's good art because that ice cream man is as creepy as he needs to be. <laughs> it's all really colorful. Like the co- whoever's the colors are where it shines for me, I think. Because, mm. like, you know, it's a little more colorful than everything else. It's uh, computer generated drawings a little bit more than I think we've been doing in the past, I think. Yeah. But what's also kind of a positive about, you know, that digital side of art and coloring, probably when it comes to colors, is you can get a lot more vibrant. It's it. a lot more, a lot more gradients, like the reds and blues and purples mixing together, and like you see the the middle ground and stuff like that. It, it's pretty, but it's also unsettling yeah. in a lot of ways. And, and I like the aesthetic they went with. You know, it kind of has. He's an ice cream man, but he's he reminds me of kind of that milkman from the fifties visiting your neighborhood every day, yeah. kind of thing. And that's why people don't even question anything to do. Everybody with this guy. seems to know. His, <laughs> everybody seems to know who he is, and everybody seems to not. Like, notice him, really. Yeah, and I just, I love that, because by all accounts, it's set in the modern day, but at least in this weird town, it's just, it is trapped in that that friendly neighbor, like, talk to everybody, 50 suburban culture. Like, he even has a point where, in the, the issue with the old one-hit wonder guy, he brings him ice cream in a cart inside yeah. the restaurant. Yeah. You're like, oh, what is this? Oh, the old ice cream ma- cart, man. Yeah, just doing the rounds, and everybody's like, oh, it's so great to see the ice cream man, Rick. I like that his name's Rick. Oh, yeah. That's good. Can All your right. brother go as this guy for Halloween, you think? He probably could. Yeah, I think he should. Does he listen? He definitely doesn't listen. He listens to Pandora still. So. All right, well, in that case, I can say he's With, a real bitch. Yeah. Can't, now, I'll send you just this clip so you can send that to him. <laughs> and then record his laugh when he when he hears it, and then <laughs> we'll use that as a promo for our next episode, okay? Good. Yeah, that sounds good. That sounds great. Someone's going to like that. I'm going to like it. Um. I don't really have much else to say about the book. I do want to ask you what, what your favorite line in the book is. No, I'll answer that question if you answer mine, and that's what's your favorite issue and why. That's fine. Okay, so uh, you asked what my favorite line was? Yeah. All right, I, I've got mine, but it's like a couple lines, if that's cool. That's fine. Okay, so basically there's a moment where, in the second issue, one of the junkies goes back to the house, and the ice cream man's just sitting there, and she stole his van earlier and crashed it, and he's just like, you borrowed my truck, but that's okay. I've got plenty. I don't know why, but I just, I really enjoyed that. It's like, he doesn't even have to be doing this, but he's here. He's got plenty of ice cream trucks. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, so uh, that's my favorite line. Now, what is your favorite issue and why? Well, I'm going to do my favorite line first, and then I'll tell you my favorite issue. All right, and then after that, I'll tell you my favorite issue. All right. Okay, cool. Uh, That's cool. My favorite line was uh, in the first one. Okay. And, like, he turns into Wolfman. He's got the kid. The lady, like, saves him. Or the, the spider saves him and bites him, blah, blah, blah. And the kid's just laying on the ground, and the cop's like, what's your name, kid? And the kid's like, Byron. And then she's just like, fuck you, Byron. It just, like, cracked me up so so bad. I forgot about her. So that is good. She's, oh, yeah, because her partner just died from a weird spider. She's just like, this fucking kid. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's like seven yeah and his parents are dead his parents are dead but like he he ruined everything he did he killed the man <laughs> so that was the, one of the best lines that i that i heard uh that's a good line <laughs> and i think uh my favorite issue is probably i really i really like the third issue where uh, they go on that dreamscape with all the, the one hit wonder references. Yeah, well, it's not even. They're not even like, they're not even one hit wonder references. They're just like song references. Yeah, like manifestations. Because it's like of- Major Tom and like Eleanor Rigby and mm-hmm. like uh, a couple of other ones. I can't remember what all they are, but those are the main ones. Eleanor Rigby has her face in a jar by the something or other. I think what's interesting about that issue as well is. It's the only one where something doesn't actually happen to a person. Yeah, it's all in happens. his head. But what's worse about that for that particular guy is all he wanted was another hit single, and he did it, but just in his head. 
And so yeah. when he wakes up, he realizes like, oh, I'm still just that that loser who, you know, my fame died and I never got over it. And, and so it's like, I don't know. It's it's more messed up to me because it's like, well, that pro- that guy's probably going to just go home and kill himself after this. So it's more psychologically yeah. dam- damaging. And, and that that's another thing that this book is able to do. And apparently it gets even better at is it's able to experiment with different ideas within its own story. So you have that one issue that's just that. Apparently in the next few volumes, I think it's they said it's issue 13, it's an issue that he wrote as a palindrome. So you can read it either forwards or backwards and it still makes sense. That's interesting, really right? Cool. Yeah. 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 So I think that is one benefit to him doing this kind of format. I, again, I'm not in love with how he's necessarily connecting it. I don't think there's quite enough there to even mess with. But also, if he didn't have it, I don't know if I would want to just continuously read it. So I don't know. I'm, I'm at a bit of an impasse, Higgins. But um, I, my favorite issue was probably the last issue, just because it's got some feels in there. You know, it's about a dad. Oh, yeah. who, it's about a dad who doesn't want to be a dad talking to a dad who left and wish he had been a dad. Yeah. And sex, drugs, and rock and roll, am I right? <laughs> That's what he said. He was like, not all it's cracked up to be. Yeah, he just had sex with a bunch of hippies or something, I think. Yeah. Um, it's not all it's cracked up to be, you know, like grass is greener on the other side, but also like, hey, you're going to be a dad. Do that dad thing because if not, you're, you're going to regret it. I um, I don't know. I just, I think that's the, the issue with the most heart, obviously. And... It kind of has the peaks of everything in this volume. That's when we get the introduction of the uh, the cowboy character. I think his name is Caleb. So you have Caleb. Caleb versus Rick. And that was the issue where I went, oh, I would read another volume of this. And I think it's just because like that story was it was different enough and also kind of more heartfelt. So I'm like, oh, this if this is, you know, a high point, where else can we go? And then I read more about it and found out about like the palindrome issue. I think there's there again, is at least something in here that makes me go, I might not read all of this, but if I hear about an issue that's really good, I would want to dip in and, and just take a look. And I feel like I can still get what I want out of the story just doing that. And that's actually pretty cool. I'll probably order the second second volume of this. You already had the first volume yeah. when I picked it. It was wild. Now, Higgins, it sounds like you're not upset, but I'm going to need you to clarify that with an official rating for this book if we are, in fact, done talking about it. Yeah, uh, I'll do it. Uh, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. Two double scoops of chocolate ice cream. Because, yeah, I got two scoops, but chocolate's not my favorite ice cream. So it's it's good, but it's not my favorite. Seven out of ten basically, is yeah. what I would call that. Because you're not rating. picking your favorite because it's not quite there yet. Yeah. Yeah, no, that makes sense to me. Uh, Higgins, I want to get... Still, it's still good. I don't hate chocolate ice cream, but... Absolutely, you don't. I wouldn't pick it over vanilla, which is... No, cookies and cream, which is my favorite ice cream. It's good ice cream. I got this back in uh, July 7th of 2021, so... Different literally, time. Literally two years ago, I bought this. Higgins, that's a different you. Literally two years ago this month, I bought this book, so... That's wild. Yeah. It's like the ice cream man knew that you would eventually talking be talking about it yeah. in a podcast. Yeah. yeah. It feels, it's a little scary. I wonder if I'm in an issue down the road. <laughs> if I see myself in a podcast room in my den, I'm going to freak. It's going to be good writing, though. Yeah. Yeah. Someone yeah. Get, get this guy out of my head. <laughs> that Maxwell Prince. Yeah. W. Maxwell Prince, actually. Okay, good. Well, Higgins, that's a, that's a solid review, and I, I'm pretty much there with you wholeheartedly. Um, I'm actually going to need you to get me a scoop of vanilla, just one. But I want you to add something special on there, you know? Because while vanilla, it's good on its own, but it's a little bland if you think about it, and this book needs a little more spice, which it has. Don't throw sprinkles on there. Throw it just, what's the first topping that comes in your head? Caramel swirl. Okay, give me a vanilla scoop with caramel swirl and give that to me because I'm feeling pretty good about it. Okay. You know what else I'm feeling good about? The drink that we drank. Hey, because I'd like you to tell me about the drink. Lickety so split, many, if you could. So many of them. Um, we, uh, we just did a white Russian uh, ice cream cocktail kind of thing. It had a name, like a specific name. It was like a white, it was, I think it was a white Russian float. Kind of like you put, like any float. But no Coke. 
No Coke. No Coke. Well, a Coke float's still a float. I think a float's just you float the ice cream in the drink. Do you realize what just happened? Huh? We said Coke so many times that they have to sponsor us oh, now. Oh, thank goodness. When's the last time we did that? It's been a long time. It's been a while. We kind of realized that joke wasn't as funny as we thought it was. But I now- never stopped thinking it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't have to think about it too much because yeah. we were already sponsored after a certain point. But yes, we got two sponsors this episode. Yay. Um, anyway. Uh, but yeah, the white Russian float, it's uh, um, even parts, half and half in vodka, two thirds, Kahlua. It's always the Kahlua that gets us. Yeah. It's the one that... For whatever reason, it's in every drink that like gets us over the edge. Because it tastes too it's dang delightful. good. Yeah. And then a scoop of ice cream. A big scoop of ice cream right in the middle of it. Be liberal with that scoop of ice cream. Oh, yeah. You deserve it. Yeah. Yeah. You want it to stay there long enough to drink it and then still have the ice cream later. You want to eat a little bit of it because it's got have the alcohol spo- in there. Have a little spoon. Have, have a couple mouthfuls. I've had at least four. I made a, a one and a half and a double for us during this episode, and it's done us good. There's going to be a specific amount of people that like how tipsy we are yeah. in this episode, and it's that's fun. good. It's fun. We're having fun here. We're not doing we're not doing too bad, and we're not doing that good either. <laughs> it's where I like to sit, if I'm honest. <laughs> I feel very comfortable right now. M-m-massive-verse. Oh, no. I mean, yay. I just had I just had a little small update. Oh, that was just part of the theme song the yeah. that I did. Yeah. All right. Uh, massive verse. That means you've been reading more massive verse comics, Higgins. Yeah, I read uh like one more one more set. I read like a couple more sets. I I don't know if I told you about Rogue Son the last I read. I think I did, but I, I think at the very least you mentioned that you knew there was a Rogue Son or something. All right. Well, Rogue Son's really good. I read the first volume of that and I enjoyed it a lot. And then I also. Red Inferno Girl Red, which uh, Inferno Girl Red is like an alien universe, like set in the future, and she's human, but she's in the future, and it's just, she's like a superhero, Power Rangers. She has a watch, and it turns her into a superhero. Don't know much about that, other than that, it's set in like a Metropolis style like city, basically. So it's a spinoff that's not at this point connected to the main stuff? It's it's barely connected. The only way it's connected is the only way Inferno Girl Red and Rogue Sun are connected are through Supermassive, which is their like one shot like big connected crossover. big crossover connected universe thing. That's actually what's so good about this massive verse so far is you can literally just pick up Radiant Black. You can just pick up Infern- Inferno Girl Red, Rogue Sun, uh, Radiant Red. You can read any of them separately, and it's a full story. Now, let me ask you this. You won't be losing anything if you don't read the other ones. Well, that's why I wanted to ask you, though, is will you be losing something if, say, I only read Radiant Black, but then I also want to maybe go in on the crossover? Would I be lost at that point? No, because uh, I read the first crossover, too. I haven't read the second one because it falls later down chronologically. Okay. I have like a reading order that I'm following. Naturally. But uh, I read the first crossover, hadn't read either of the Rogue Sun or Inferno Girl read yet, and it didn't affect anything as far as my reading went. So That's, in- that's interesting, yeah. Okay. Huh. But it's okay. good. Uh, Inferno Girl read was really cool. It was like uh, this girl and her mom go back to the town that her mom used to live in. Okay. And there was like a superhero called Inferno Girl Red, and her mom was like the Lois Lane character to that uh, lady character that was fighting crime and stuff like that. No love interest, as far as I know yet, but she investigated like the criminals basically. And now all of a sudden, Wristwatch goes to her daughter, and her daughter's the new character, and that's kind of where it that that character is what pops up into the uh, crossover. That new version of, of the of the superhero. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Okay. I do like the idea of I can read, because as we know, I didn't love Radiant Black, but there's enough there I felt when I read that first volume that like, oh, maybe I could like, like a Radiant Red, I really enjoyed as yeah. a character. So yeah, if there's another character basically where I may not be invested in Radiant Black, but that's okay. I could still get something out of, say, this character I am interested in. And if I wanted to, read the crossover just to get a bigger idea of the world. That's cool. This is a good connected universe. I'll, I'm going to keep reading, and it's going to be really good. It's going to be so good. I can't wait for more Massive Verse. I want to read... Massive Verse. There's one content. called Node-1 that I really want to read that has a connected uh, podcast to it. 
that we've talked about before. But they haven't put out a volume yet because it's only done four issues and there's going to be ten. So I don't know if I have to wait till the fifth one comes out. To get a trade. To yeah. get a trade. I got you. Because I really hate putting just like solo issue comic books on my wall because how am I supposed to know which one's which? As we discuss all the time, it's one of the most important issues we go over. You cannot display single issues on a bookshelf. Yeah. It just, it's not going to work. It doesn't work. work. And if someone says it works, well. They're wrong. But also tell me maybe how you do that. Because I would like to know if, if there's yeah. a way. If there's a, a, a will, there's a way. Um, well, cool. That uh, that That's good. That's good. I like all of that. Um, and I like that you're enjoying it. Readings for squares. Higgins, that's that other segment. Yeah, I had to interrupt you and I barely got in, another, in under the wire. Have you done anything new? Higgins, I've you done so much. I've, I've done so much except the one thing you, you asked me to do that I did That's not fine. do. I you didn't got, watch you Puss got, in Boots. You got it next time. I, I will. I, well, maybe not next time because we'll have some guests on that we'll talk about. Oh, yeah. But we'll probably have a long one. I don't want to talk to them about Puss in Boots. They wouldn't understand my opinions, my yeah. hot takes. <laughs> one in particular wouldn't understand my hot takes. She knows who she is. Anyway, uh, now I've, I've been looking into a lot, so I'm just going to give a, you a list and I'll talk about one this time. There's going to be two she's in our next episode and I just can't tell which one you're talking about. You know. <laughs> she knows. That's all that matters. She's fuming right now. Anyway, enough about Aaron. <gasps> <laughs> So Higgins, I've looked into a lot. I'll name some. You pick one. Uh, so I've watched some of Suits. I saw some movies, uh, Asteroid City, and oh. also The Flash. I saw The Flash with Ezra Miller's The Flash. Saw that. Um, and then I've probably oh I've been watching Secret Invasion as well. Oh man, there's a lot of stuff. I want to know your opinion on The Flash. Oh, I knew you would. Yeah. All right. So. Here's the thing. It's probably a good movie, right? It's it's interesting. I will say that. I did not hate this, and I'm very surprised, because it had a lot working against it. <laughs> I, hate, I hate the guy, but or them. You hate the them? Considering, if, if anyone knows anything about the Flash movie that just came out, and the weird turns and twists and delays it I just can't believe it, it even came out. I can't believe that it's anything, if I'm honest with you. like, I, How do they even like get it into the theaters? Well, Higgins, not... Not with much success, so this might be... We don't know as of right now of recording, Well, but, no one wants to watch the movie. But here's the thing. Think about this. This might be the biggest financial bomb of any movie yeah. ever in existence. They spent... Ever. Like, <laughs> five years to make it. That we know about, basically, yeah. yeah. So, The Flash is a DCU film. Now, it's got... It's important could for a few... Could have been really good. It, it could have. It's important for a few reasons. Basically, for anyone who cares... So this is the Ezra Miller version, which is the DCEU, whatever it is, universe with Ben Affleck. But also it's the ending of that universe, so we can start fresh with the James Gunn universe. Are they doing the Flashpoint kind of? They did the Flashpoint kind of. Um, okay. I think that if you care about any of this kind of stuff, it's worth a watch. I'm not saying you'll like it. Oh I just gosh. think that it's worth a watch. They had to do it so they could flashpoint it so James Gunn could make better movies. Essentially. And that wasn't even the initial intention. Because well, yeah, no. They wanted to do it to be gritty and, and real. And, yeah. Ezra Miller, for all their faults, is not a bad actor. No. I, I think that they were miscast in this role years ago and I don't change my opinion about that now I saw it with our friend Sean and he basically said the exact same thing but we both walked out of that not hating it and I think that's just because there's enough nostalgia here like you get Michael Keaton's Batman that's no surprise to anybody who's kept up with it but also the new stuff they do is is pretty good the uh the girl they got to play this version of Supergirl I think her name is Sasha Kaye She's not in it a lot, but she's good. And the story is emotional when it needs to be. The effects are mixed to awful and weird. They have <laughs> they have a bunch of like sequences of CGI cameos and people and it looks like a PS3 cutscene. I'm not the first person to say that, but it 100% does. It, it, but it's not bad. I cannot explain it. I mean, Flashpoint's cool. It's cool that you can merge multiple universes. It's weird that both Marvel and DC are doing it at the same time, but yeah, I think that's what's in right now. Well, what's interesting about that whole multiverse phase is it is happening at the same time. One, because 
one started doing it and the other studio went, oh, there's some money in this, so we'll do it too. But also what's interesting is the reasons behind each studio. Marvel's doing it because they did the time travel and the Infinity Stones. They need a new thing. They need a new angle. Multiverse is a pretty easy pick. And also you get to cash in on cameos. And it gives you a reason to bring Spider-Man in. That's like half the reason Marvel did it, is to bring Spider-Man it's in. It's 75% of the reason they did it. Yeah, and it paid off. It made huge money. Yeah. Well, the thing is with, with DC, though, is they're doing it out of desperation because instead of going, okay, we messed up, let's reboot, they're coming up with an in-universe reason for why they need to reboot which the universe. Is, <laughs> which, honestly, like, I've always said that DC Comics are my favorite over Marvel Comics. Absolutely, yeah. But also, DC Comics have done multiverses multiple times to... Reset universes yeah, to reset that their universes well. that aren't doing well. <laughs> and so it's funny that they're doing the same thing with their movies. It's it's weird history. Because yeah. I don't know if Marvel's done that to do to fix their universes, but typically, as far as I, I know, they they'll do it. Like they also will reboot some stuff, but it's not out of an event. It's almost just like a hard reset, like, hey, we're doing something different. This is happening. They don't as far as I know, they don't have a ton of events like DC does, where you're right, they they come up with a reason that they had to rewrite everything. And we literally had a whole podcast that talked about how DC remade their whole thing. Because it, the one they were doing at the time was Kinda not doing sucked. financially yeah. well, yeah. And what's also interesting about that universe is that's most of what the DC movie universe has been based on. But yeah, basically all that being said, The Flash is not a bad movie. <laughs> it's not a great movie. I don't even know if it's a good movie. But I do know it's not a bad movie. And that's really weird to me. <laughs> yeah. The, Michael Keaton, though, does not... He, he's good. He doesn't disappoint? I don't think so, no. I, I still need to watch the original Michael Keaton Batman because I haven't seen it, or his versions. I have it right here. Just watch the first one. My I think. coworker gave it to me, so... You should watch it. It's that. got all four of them, including Batman and Robin. Re- remember Batman and Robin when you watch the Flash movie. That's, yeah. that's all I'll say. All right. Because there's something that's going to happen. You're going to go, oh, okay, sure, why not? Um, but yeah, so that was the end of the DCEU and now we're moving on with Blue Beetle, I think is the first one technically. I'm really excited about Blue Beetle. I've heard people are, I, um, I'll give it a chance. I, I'm not, I'm, I won't say I'm excited cause I'm not, but also I will say I could be pleasantly surprised. Blue Beetle's a cool character. He's a super cool dude. He's basically yeah. Spider-Man, but with a Blue Beetle suit and that's pretty tight. Yeah. 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 yeah good stuff. Um, um, I think that's it. Yeah. I'm going to sweep up the rug a little bit. Uh, you can find me at Twitter at MikeHiggins93 and uh, Instagram at jstern 93 You can find Snoop at Instagram if he's ever there again at Snoop underscore Lynch. And uh, you can find us both at our email, which is uh, the Comixology Club at 0-0-8studios.com. And you'll find that hyperlink on our wherever you listen, basically. Except YouTube. Can't Except do hyperlinks. YouTube. I don't like them. I have to go in and manually put the links in. Yeah. I'm fine with it, I guess. Yeah. <sighs> anyway. Um, yeah, you can do all those things. Higgins, you on threads? I got to ask that. You know, I I know what a threads is, but I barely know what threads is. Good. I don't have one. Keep it that way. I don't know. It's the new Twitter, though. Shut up. It's the woke Twitter. <laughs> I thought Twitter was too woke. Wasn't that no, the problem? No, no, no. Twitter's like Nazis now apparently oh, that's is what the they opposite say of too woke. is apparently what people are saying now Man, on threads is where they're yeah. saying that okay so you do have one no it's not important the only thing that <laughs> confuses me about threads is that like people keep putting it on their instagrams and it's just at a weird looking at sign and numbers which is hard i don't you're too old for that. Yeah. yeah no. I'm too I'm too old for that. You, you've hit that point. I'm going to be 30 this year. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already 30. That's right, Higgins. You're going to be 30 before this uh, next the episode next comes episode out. The next episode comes out. Well, not before this ne- this episode comes out, but the next episode, yeah, yeah. I'll be 30. Do you want to give one last 29 for the road? 29? 29? 29? That's good. All that. I'm going to keep all that. You know why? Because it's the last time you're going to be able to say it on this podcast. On air. I shouldn't have even said it. I'm going to have to go to jail now. <laughs> and they're going to beat me up with all those armadillos we mentioned earlier. Armadillos. Armadillos. <laughs> yeah, so you can find us on those things. Uh, probably not me on Instagram, but on the email, as Higgins said. Uh, send us a message. Oh, I forgot to check. Hold on. <laughs> it's too much ice cream, Higgins. 
What's the problem? <laughs> oh, I'm chocolate. Oh, we're chocolate wasted. Like that one Adam Sandler movie. Oh, we should have just talked about that this episode. <laughs> okay, no no emails from Zachary this time. Oh, thank goodness. Any emails? You don't, don't say thank goodness. We love emails from Zachary. No, I just mean like that we didn't miss them because we're neglectful. Well, I didn't know what you meant, but now I do, and that's good. <laughs> as long as you're not talking bad about our emails and the people who send them. Zachary sends us emails sometimes. Uh, so yeah, we're going to go for another month, but we also are going to come back twice as strong, and by that I mean... We're having two guests, something I've never done before in my recording days, and hopefully I can. Higgins will now tell you who the guests are and what we're reading. All right, so uh, our first guest is going to be our uh, friend Erin, who we've like whispered her name a couple times. She listens, and she listens hard, and we, we love her. We do. She doesn't love us, just to be clear. Um, oh, and also, then we'll talk more about it. Oh, she's Michael's wife. She's Michael's wife. Michael's wife. She's the other half of the 008 Studios. She's uh, the the father of her children, <laughs> the mother of her heart, and uh, she's going to be pretty pregnant, so we'll figure that out as far as the alcohol goes. Oh, I'm going to need a fifth microphone. <laughs> Damn it. It's fine. Uh, it's fine. And then uh, Bethany's coming back, I guess, because Aaron was too scared to come on by herself. And I argued to you that she wouldn't be by herself because she's pregnant. Yeah. But that apparently wasn't enough to convince her. So, yes. But, of course, we are more than happy to have Bethany back on um, and have two ladies on the pod. So me and Higgins can just hit the record button and then leave the room for an hour and see what, how the other half lives. The coolest part is going to be we're going to have a studio that might fit all of us, too. Not, no guarantees, but possibly, yes. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, if anything, you'll have to sit on my lap or vice yeah. versa. We'll figure it out. You look like you wanted the other thing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're, uh, did you say the book? We're reading Lady Killer. No, no, no. We're reading Lady Killer by something with two J's or Joel something. Jones. Yeah, I nailed it. Yeah. Two J's. Yeah, yes, I nailed it, yes. <laughs> I don't know who, who draws it. It might be her, too. But we'll talk about that more, and Aaron will probably uh, do most of the heavy lifting. I hope so. Yeah. I mean, she's already lifting she's that already baby. She's already lifting a whole nother person. Ridiculous. What a woman. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, and we'll talk about that, of course. But until then, I'll say, oh, no, the beep finally happened. <laughs> wow. Wow. I, th- I guess we're doing okay. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> that really took me off the loop. <laughs> and what sucks is people don't hear the beep. They never hear it. You should I, put a beep in. I, I guess, but that wouldn't be genuine, <laughs> would it? Anyway, uh, so until next time, I'll say cheers, guys. That's what I say. I will remind Higgins to always get that egg in him, and now he will say something. Sex, drugs, and rock and roll, am I right? You're never wrong. Sex, drugs, and ice cream rolls, am I right? I couldn't think of anything better to say after that, so I guess we'll stop. I thought we were taking another moment to appreciate our jokes. <laughs>